Warning. The following podcast contents material that could be deemed offensive. You'll hear explicit language, jokes in poor taste and overall crude humor. Listener discretion is advised. Enjoy. Well, maybe he just has manners. Oh, there's a little kickstand. Yo, baby, baby, cool. It's magic. No, does it actually have a kickstand on the case? No. Oh, no. Why'd you say it was magic? Hang it with D's, episode 107, I believe. Sounds right. I am your host, D's. With me, as always, Dylan and Kenny Pickett sucks. <clears throat> he looked decent today. In the first for, half. Yeah. He, he, oh, smoke another one. Yeah. Um, he, he didn't look horrible, but he was, he did miss. A few guys, but yeah. I I just look. It's early. I will give him a little bit of a pass on a couple of things. Number one, he is a rookie, uh, and number two, he has probably the worst offensive coordinator in the NFL. Not probably, he has the worst offensive coordinator in the NFL. I would take the two fucking clowns in New England over Mac Canada, Oof. and. He doesn't have you know, the offensive line is very much a work in progress. It's it's improved, I would say a little bit. I would too over um, last year. Dan Moore, left tackle, he's he's got to go. Uh, that is our biggest glaring hole right now. Um, Kenny did make, like I said, he made a few good throws, but he's got happy feet. And I mean, God, how many times did he just flat out miss receivers today? No. Still missing them is uh, the game's not even over yet, but for all intents and purposes, it's over. Currently, thirty-four to twenty-three, which is our high scoring total of the season and matches what we did against Cincinnati uh, the first time. This late in the year, <coughs> that's pretty pathetic. Um, but I mean, we let this one get away. Cincinnati come in here without Jamar Chase, without uh, one or two of their defensive backs. And it would just we couldn't get it done. We couldn't cover T. Higgins. Couldn't cover Samar J. Perrine. It's it's bad. Joe like, Mixon also went left the game with a concussion. Yeah, knocked Mixon out. Um, our defense, while if you look at the scoreboard, you see thirty four points. You think, oh well, the defense was bad. They weren't. It's just that they were on the field so goddamn much because our offense couldn't stay on the field. Right. Um, yeah, the defense got soft on a few drives and whatnot, but they made stops when they had to make stops. Got a couple of interceptions, an amazing one by – well, two amazing ones, really. Uh, the Wallace pick was very nice. Yeah. And then the T.J. Watt, you know, that batted ball that just stuck to his hands. Um, so, again, the defense made the plays that they had to make. But when they're on the field as much as they've been on because our offense cannot generate anything, this is what happens. Um, another not great, but solid game from Nodge. Uh, it almost looks, th- apparently they talked to him during the bye week mm-hmm. and said basically what it broke down to was help out your offensive line. So I, and I think you can probably 
verify or, or attest to this. The last couple of games, it seems like when he gets the ball, he just goes. Yeah. If the hole ain't there, the hole ain't there. But rather than dance around and wait for the hole like he was doing basically the entire first half of the season, he just gets the ball and he hits the hole, and it has proven to be productive. The last two games, he's been uh, better than he was. Didn't notice it until you brought it up, but now I think about it, yeah. Yeah, he's we complained about that a lot early in the yeah. years. And, and Jalen Warren would get the ball and just fucking go. Well, Najee's kind of doing a little bit of that, but um, since he gets a garbage field goal, so yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I again, I'm not completely writing it up, writing him off, but both you and I both were saying before the draft, we didn't want this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I was singing his praises when Mitch struggled and, you know, Kenny came in slinging a couple, but now that he's, you know, that I've seen what I've seen, I just, I don't know that he's it. I, I, I'm back to the way that I felt before we drafted him was that, yeah, he might be a okay starting quarterback in the NFL, but just I man don't see anything special. No, I, yeah. I don't. Um, I, at this point, I mean, it, it's like you can't even go back to Mitch. Well, no. Why would you? You're three and seven. Yeah, I mean, I mean you yeah. spent a first round pick on him. Like you, you gotta, you gotta at least ride out this year, and then. Again, I don't like the quarterbacks coming out in this class anyway, but. No, we, I mean, let's address the offensive line. That's a must. Maybe get a corner, you know, and where we fall in that draft order is what's going to determine which way we go. Mm -hmm. Um, I know a lot of people have been talking about Joey Porter Jr. out of Penn State. Yeah. If he's there, or I would like. Skaworski or whatever his name is, the left tackle from um, Northwestern, mm. who's projected to be the top tackle in the the draft this year. Right. Speaking and of which, Pickett just got sacked from the left tackle. Left tackle Dan Moore Jr., who again uh, showed signs of promise early last year's rookie season, but there's been no leap. In fact, if anything, I would say it's been a regression for Dan Moore. Um, Kevin Dodson was out today Uh, I think Cole moved over and Hassenauer started at center but again most of the pressure that Kenny has had has come from the left side for the most part Uh, not all of it but most (coughs) had a couple of bad penalties Uh, but the play calling was absolutely dog shit as well you know we had the big play to Pickens, and then we follow that up with a failed flea flicker, and then a was it the draw on third and twenty five? Well, no, was... no, but it was it was it was a pass well short of the sticks. It was mm. just just bad, bad all around. Um, and now, yeah, Kenny's going to probably drive us down the field and score a touchdown and pad his stats and look better than he he really did. But not good, not good at all. Funny how like we come off that high last week and now here we are again and next week we play the Colts, who two weeks ago I was like that's a win, Fuck but yeah. Jeff Saturday's got them boys playing and they should have probably beat the Eagles today, but just couldn't hang on down the stretch. Right. 
So yeah, we will. Uh, you have anything to add on Steelers? No, nah. not really a whole lot nah. to talk about. Um, we we got issues. Mm. Got to address it. So anyway, uh, wrapping up the rest of the late game action today, we have the Cowboys kicking the shit out of the Vikings, forty to three. I never would have seen that coming. No, I don't. Um, Close a, game. I, I, you could have convinced me the Cowboys would win, but not like this. No, no. not forty to three with two minutes to go in the the uh, fourth quarter. It's it not was, quite a primetime game, but I'm sure this is a game most of the country got in the afternoon window. So, which the Vikings or us? Pretty sure it was Cowboys Vikings. That's what I. You know, oh, okay, that's, yeah. You know that's the game we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Um. So Kirk Cousins obviously shrinks. In moments like that, yeah. so <laughs> didn't think that would happen. But and the Raiders beat the Broncos. That is now a final in overtime, twenty-two to sixteen. Interesting. So did they? I wonder if they got the ball. Oh yeah, Devontae, Devontae, thirty-five yard pass from Derek Carr. So they got the opening kickoff overtime. Took it down and scored. And the Raiders are now three and seven. Broncos also three and seven. Would have never picked that. Both of them, both coaches should be fired at the end of the year, I would say. Mm, very, should. very likely. <clears throat> um, and I believe that's it, right? There was only three. For three the late window, yeah. Late games. Chiefs Chargers tonight. Uh, I got no reason to believe the Chargers are going to be world beaters. So I'm gonna I would go, agree. I'm going to go Chiefs there. Although they played tough in week two. but True. AFC West games, man, are hard to hard to pick. Because you just never know when they play each other, even even on on well, like this Raider team or Bronco team that obviously is not very good at football, so it would appear. But you throw them in a, a divisional game, and it's kind of like the well, it's like almost any almost any divisional game where yeah. you throw everything out the window because divisional opponents just always seem to bring out the best in everybody, and you never know what you're going to see there. Kennedy going deep, why? Wow. George Pickens just flat out dropped easy touchdown ball. Again, not that it would matter, but uh, no, it wasn't deflect. No, he just dropped it. Mm. Mm, that's sickening. Uh, in the noon games today, we had the Chicago Bears <clears throat> helping out our second round pick for next year by <laughs> dropping one to the Falcons. Um, again, Justin Fields had a, a pretty decent game on the ground. And I've seen some Bear fans say this, like everybody's talking about Justin Fields, Justin Fields, but more than one occasion this season, they've gotten them. They've had the ball late down a score and couldn't get it done. Yeah. Now he looks good on the stat sheets and everything, but again, you don't start pulling those games out and you're, you're not helping your case. Right. Falcons jumped to five and six, and the Bears fall to three and eight. And Kenny dances, throws deep, wide open. Frymouth. Frymouth. Again, they're playing prevent, so. Right. Uh, Browns and the Bills. Browns actually played them tough in the first half, and then uh, Bills kind of got a big lead, and then the Browns came back late and made it look more like a game than it was. But the Bills right. get the win there. Um, that game was in Detroit because Snowpocalypse. pussies didn't want to play in six feet of snow. Like, I know, right? God, are we men here or what? I saw someone say that unironically, <coughs> and I couldn't believe it. 
Yeah, I mean, if it happens like during the game, it yeah. is what it is. But when you've got this much notice, they've got fans to consider. So yeah, granted, I didn't see what the stadium looked like, so I don't know. Uh, I know Buffalo and Detroit are not that far apart, if I'm not mistaken, right? I mean, I would think they're still pretty far apart. I mean, that might be just because it was the closest. Or maybe they're across the the lake from each other. A big, it's a big fucking lake, mind you. But <clears throat> I, I would think they would be further apart. But oh, what a catch! Anyway, who cares? <clears throat> and then, of course, we had the aforementioned Colts. Dropping a heartbreaker to the Eagles, seventeen to sixteen, uh, in Jeff Saturday's uh, home debut. Home debut, and like I said, they they had the lead up until the last what minute and a half of the game, mm-hmm. and uh, they were up thirteen to ten, I believe, and just couldn't convert. Had to kick a field goal. <coughs> Eagles came down, converted a big fourth down, and then eventually punched it in for the touchdown. So they get the one point win there. Eagles go to nine and one. Colts dropped four six and one. Uh, Jets and Patriots played just an absolute snooze fest. That game was three to three until about ten seconds left in the game. The Jets punted away. Ooh, that was a great catch. Yeah, the Jets punted the ball away, and uh, yeah, New England's returner took it all the way back for a touchdown. Um, I think there were five seconds left on the game. Yeah. Oh, they ruled that a touchdown? No, they punched in with Najee. Oh, okay. Well, that's good for my fantasy team. Who gives a shit? But yeah. So the Patriots ten and three. Jets, um, or Patriots win ten to three. Move to six and four in the season. Jets fall to six and four in the season. And here we go again. Patriots are in playoff contention. But I I don't fear. Well, who cares? We're Steelers fans, but. If I'm the AFC, I don't fear either one of those teams. No, uh, they both have solid defenses, but it, I don't. I don't think they can score enough points to do anything. Right. Um, I. I feel like Mac Jones and the and the Patriots are in the same boat as us. I don't know that he's the answer. He right. just you know he couldn't seem to get anything going today. I did watch a little bit of that game, and uh, he just again, he's got. No real offensive coordinator to speak of, so who knows, you know, when Josh McDaniels comes back next year after he gets fired. Yeah. <clears throat> we'll see what happens. But uh then we had the Saints, who we beat last year last week, beating the Super Bowl champion Rams. So if there is some consolation to take out of this whole thing, it's that we have the same record as the defending Super Bowl yeah. champions right now. And that's just baffling to me. Uh, Saints went 27 to 20 on Andy Dalton's strong three TD performance. Uh, Chris Olave had a great game as well. 27, <clears> 20, like I said, Rams three and seven Saints now four and seven and the lions. Yes. Those Detroit lions go into New York <clears throat> and defeat the giants 31 to 18. I don't know why I'm losing my fucking voice either. I was just going to ask, did you go out last no. night or no? You want to take didn't. some water, please? Because that's really annoying. Yeah, didn't do anything. No. Uh, yeah, Lions 31 to 18 over the Giants. Uh, Lions defense looked pretty solid in that game, forced some a uh, couple of turnovers, I believe. I know Daniel Jones threw, I think, two picks that I know of. Yeah. 
No, Jamal Adams had three rushing touchdowns. Jamal Williams, you mean? what I say? <clears throat> Adams. Yeah, Williams. Who's Jamal? Oh, Jamal Adams is safety, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Lions now move to four and six. Giants seven and three. And, of course, we didn't talk about Thursday night, the Packers uh, losing at home to Tennessee Titans. And that drops the Packers now to four and seven. Titans are now seven and three. Uh, and that puts the Packers in last place. Or no, no, I'm sorry. Second, th- third place. Bears are in last. Then it's the Packers, the second place Detroit Lions, yeah. and uh, now the nine and two, or soon to be nine and two. Uh, oh, it is. It's final. Cowboys forty through. So nine and two Vikings. Mm, Pittsburgh just had someone get <clears throat> disqualified. Really? Oh, George Pickens. All right. The fuck do you do? I there was some a skirmish after the onside. So, a brouhaha. Oh, he he did kind of spear him with his helmet a little bit. Whatever. Get him, George. Uh, So, yeah, the Lions beat the Giants. Panthers and the Ravens, that was another really boring game. It was 3-3 until late in the fourth quarter. Uh, Ravens kicked field goal, and then they got a turnover and turned that instantly into a touchdown. So they went thirteen to three, and they are now sitting at seven and three. Why the Panthers fall to three and eight? The Washington Commanders, led by Taylor Heineke, beat the Houston Texans twenty-three to ten. Commanders are now six and five. Texans have uh, all but locked up the number one pick. Although the Jags are still, I think. I was going to say we got a long way to go. Yeah, I mean, we, fuck, we've only got three wins, so we're not right. completely out of the the picture yet but texans just don't look like they have much life left in them now and we uh already discussed the raiders defeating the broncos 22 to 16 we got the uh talk chiefs chargers tonight and then tomorrow night the 49ers and the cardinals in mexico city oh it is isn't it yeah Mm -hmm. ah that's sad fuck cincinnati Now, taking a look at the college football scoreboard. Well, they didn't pull it off, but they goddamn came close. Illinois and Michigan uh, turned into a much closer game. It looked bad. I thought it was going to just be an absolute blowout in that first quarter and a half, even though Michigan wasn't getting the points. Like, they were just... It looked like they had Illinois very outmatched. Couldn't get anything going. Mm-hmm. And then Corum goes down with a uh, a knee injury. Didn't look super bad. In, in His reaction looked pretty his bad. His reaction looked really bad. But I just mean, like, you know, his plant leg goes down and he gets hit on it. So my initial thought is, a like, a hyperextension, but it wasn't one of those like grotesque ones mm. where it just completely bends back. And, you know, just I've hyperextended my knee numerous times. And granted, I've never been a brick shit house like Blake Corum is, mm. but just walking on it after, you know, even the, the not quite terrible ones. Yeah. Even if you do it mildly, it's not great. <clears throat> and you don't have a whole lot of stability. Right. So while yes, he looked like when he went down, I thought, "Oh, he's uh, he's fucked." 
Yeah. And then they come back from commercial and they show show him walking off the field under his own power. Not much of a limp, a little bit of one. So could be a bright spot there. And um, like I told you uh, off off the air, you're gonna need him. Yeah, I know. Um, I, I said this to you when I first got here today. I said, you know what? I, I'm I'm I should just be happy with going to the Rose Bowl this year. Because it looks like that's what's going to happen. Because if Corm can't play, they're fucked. They're not beating Ohio State. Donovan Edwards, the backup back, also didn't play. He's got another injury. I don't know what the fuck. He's, he's been out a lot. He didn't play in the UConn yeah, game we when we there. went to. Um, he wasn't there when we were there. Yeah. So, um, JJ, again, isn't looking great. Um, in his defense, he did have a couple bad drops, but he also had a few... Why the fuck did you put the ball there? You know, it's like yeah. you had him open. Like, uh, what the fuck? So, oh, Schum- uh, Schumacher, yeah, Schumacher, the tight end, our backup tight end, also didn't play. So we were down to our third string. Our offense uses a lot of tight ends. Loveland, who's a true freshman, who looks like he's going to be pretty good, but yeah, again, it's. I got to remember where I was two years ago. So 10-0 and 0 going into the game. I don't expect them to win. I didn't get the blizzard I hoped for. It looks like that's the high that day is going to be 50. So For next week? Yeah, for next week in Columbus. So Ohio State will win. They'll go to the playoff and everything. And Michigan will play the Rose Bowl against probably, well, if UFC win, USC wins out, it won't be them. Probably, I don't know, Oregon maybe or UCLA. I can't remember however it shakes out. But Yeah, I mean, what it boils down to is if you don't have Blake Corum, you probably don't have a fucking chance in Ohio State. Yeah, so pretty much. Um, and the good news of you guys not looking good against Illinois is that nobody else in the top four looked all that great either. No. Uh, TCU struggled against Baylor. Georgia struggled against... I don't know. Well, it's Who it's did on your play? screen. I know, but this is another. Oh, Kentucky. Yeah. Um, Ohio State had the biggest win of the top four, but they struggled against Maryland. They were also up. Okay, they won by thirteen. Okay, they were up seven when Maryland had the ball, got a strip sack, and recovered it for a touchdown with like less like two minutes left. So, yeah, Maryland actually had the lead at half. Yeah, thirteen to ten, and then they. Had a really bad third quarter, and that you know gave them a little bit of a cushion, but still, on paper, that doesn't look great. Right. A um, <clears throat> couple other games of note: LSU did get a win, but again, they they no, they didn't struggle. They beat the shadow UAB. Yeah, they but... did. What game when I was I thinking of? Oh, Tennessee got blown out by South Carolina. Started off slow or something, but that's gonna that's gonna put a big feather in LSU's cap. But, that they looked good against a bad team. I know it's UAB, but when everybody else kind of fell off, it's it's probably going to put them in the top. Well, no, I don't think anybody out of the top four will fall. Tennessee is going to plummet after getting 63 hung on them by a guy named Spencer Rattler. You know, he was the Oklahoma guy, right? Yeah, that was kind year- of an asshole. Two years ago, he was. Pres- Don't give me the look. Like, well, I how about inter- you just stop? <laughs> well, <laughs> you I was just still talking. I was still talking. I didn't anyway, interrupt you. 
Two years ago, Spencer Rattler was projected to be the first overall pick. Oh, I'm sorry, in last year's draft. And then he got benched because he was so bad and had to transfer. And, yeah, he's probably not going to the league because he hasn't done much at South Carolina either. Except for yesterday. Right. <clears throat> Who's the guy that replaced him? Caleb Williams, who That's then right. transferred to USC. <laughs> I thought I heard somebody mention his name, and I was like, where have I heard that before? But And I couldn't remember what game it was that I was watching highlights of, but they were saying that he's NFL-ready is what they're no. – somebody. I think he's a true freshman or sophomore, though. But, but yeah, he followed Lincoln to USC. I don't know how you give up 63 points when you're the number five team in the nation. I don't know. And Hendon Hooker's out for the year. Yeah, yeah, they're done. And yeah. like I said, I saw the play, and I I don't know. If it, it looked like it was raining like hell wherever they were at. I don't know if they were in Tennessee or in South Carolina. South Carolina. But uh, his foot, his cleat, it looked like just stuck in in the turf. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you see it all the time. He just crumbled. Right. I I want to say he wasn't being contacted, but maybe he got contacted as he was going down. The injury was not caused by a tackle whatsoever. Right. You've seen his leg plant, seen the knee buckle, and as he's going down, he might have got hit by a South Carolina guy. But as soon as I saw that, that's fucking major torn ligament, whether right. it's patella, ACL, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, definitely didn't look like a, an MCL-type situation. But uh, USC... In a big shootout, beats UCLA, so that'll help their cause a little bit. Forty-eight to forty-five. It's a great game, yeah. <clears throat> Ole Miss gets smacked by Arkansas. Yeah, what the fuck's going on with Ole Miss? I don't. They seem like you never know what they're going to look like from week right. to week. And then let's see any other. Oh, uh, Oregon and uh, Utah. Um, up or down? Down. That's why I'm pointing down. Oh, there it is. Oregon beats Utah, twenty to seventeen. Yeah, Bo Nix like couldn't run at all. Like he was basically like he had some knee injury and probably didn't move more than five yards the entire game inside the pocket, and actually still played really well. So. Twenty to seventeen. There they are. What are they? They're twelfth. Utah tenth. Uh, I don't really see a whole. They lot might of just flip. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Washington beats shit out of Colorado. So, looking at the rankings as they stand right now, I don't think anything's really going to change there. That's not the playoff ranking. No. Why is that not coming up? Usually it's... Yeah, I don't get that either. Maybe because the new one's not out yet. But, yeah, the AP poll, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, TCU, USC, first time in, they've been in the top five since 2017, I heard. That's why. Because today's new poll day. Right. That's why we're not seeing the playoff right. poll right now. Right, right, Gotcha. Okay. Um, and then LSU 6, Clemson 7, Bama 8, Tennessee 9. I would have thought they fell f- further, but... Right? And Oregon 10. So just speculating, I would say the top four is not going to change in the playoff pool. I wouldn't think so. 
No. USC and LSU. I think you have to put it at USC above LSU. I, yeah, I agree. I agree. So, I mean, at this point, I'd still... L- is it... Remind me, can LSU get to the SEC title game? They've already clinched. So they're in it. Yes, they're playing. So they have a path. If they beat Georgia, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have a path. You can't leave out the SEC title. Yeah, Yeah, no. If they beat Georgia, they they got to get in. That's all there is to it. Georgia could still make it, dropping to number four, depending on how they look. But that means they have a path. Um, So right now, if you're a USC fan... Well, I guess if you're a USC fan, you don't give a shit who wins the Michigan-Ohio State game because... If you beat Notre Dame and then win the Pac-12 title, I'd say you're in. Probably. Yeah. So the winner of this Ohio State-Michigan game will go to the Big Ten title game against what's looking like Purdue? I think going into yesterday, there were five teams that were still able to get in. And it was like Purdue, Iowa, Illinois. I can't remember the other two, but anyway. So did those two teams play yesterday? Who? Iowa did. Well, Illinois lost, obviously. Purdue is what? I believe Iowa won. Yeah, per. Oh, that's next week. I guess we could have just looked at the standings, but. Uh, da, da, da. Purdue beat Northwestern. Iowa beat Minnesota. Right. Minnesota, I think, was one of those teams that had a shot. Yeah. Iowa is now five and three. Purdue also five and three. Illinois four and four. Northwestern four and seven. Wisconsin's four and four. Yeah. So who does Purdue? So Purdue and Iowa are sitting in the catbird seat. Purdue plays Indiana. And Iowa has to play. Iowa has to play. Nebraska. Mm. It's looking pretty good for no- Iowa right now. Yeah. I don't know who who owns the tiebreaker though. I can't believe they're seven and four. I really can't. I mean, looking at watching this team early in the year and. Well, Iowa beat Purdue, so I, I got to imagine that would give, be the first tiebreaker, right? Head to head, if they uh, both finish so. six and three or whatever the the case may be. Yeah, I would think so. So right now it's looking like Iowa. Oh my God, that's going to be such a fucking boring game. Oh yeah. No offense, but most likely Ohio State against Iowa. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, more than likely, yeah. That'll be over quick. What are you thinking? 28-point spread? Yeah. Because Iowa can't score. I mean... Iowa's defense is At least not very decent. well. It's, it's pretty, pretty solid, but... They did put up uh, 33 points against Northwestern. That's their so? season high. Yeah, Northwestern. So yeah. The 1-7 in seven Big Ten won Northwestern. Yeah, a so. team that has not won a game in this country so far this year. So they oh Oh, yeah. Yeah, they played they played Ohio State tough earlier in the season, fifty four to ten. So yeah, there's your rocking Big Ten title game, most likely. Right. Michigan's still got a pretty good defense though, so I'm not going to completely rule them out. Uh, anything can happen on any given Saturday, but 
if they have to put the ball in JJ McCarthy's hands, I just I don't I don't see it. I, I, I just the, the I mean he's a kid, he's only a, a sophomore, but uh, just doesn't seem like he has taken that next step from what we saw uh, last season. Right. It sucks because you bought his jersey. I know, I know. I might have to end up burning that motherfucker. So, <laughs> all right. So now we shall look ahead to next week when we have what's known as Rivalry Day. Yep. And obviously, we have Michigan Ohio State, the game, <clears throat> NC State, North Carolina, UCLA, Cal, Mississippi or, State, Ole Miss, and the Egg Bowl. Georgia, Georgia Tech, which ho hum. Yeah, don't know uh, why that's still considered a big rivalry. It's it's an interstate thing. I mean, Florida, Florida State's still big among Florida, Florida State fans. Well, not a fair comparison at all. Why? And those are two blue chip programs. Granted, they've been down in recent years, but still, I mean, Georgia Tech's not anywhere near Georgia's level. No, but- right. They had some pretty good programs there for a while. Can't remember who was that coach. I don't remember. Um, the Iron failed, Bowl failed in the NFL. Auburn and yeah, Alabama. you can. I mean, throw out records when that game happens. I mean, yeah, Auburn almost beat them last year. Yeah. So. Uh, and Alabama is not looking like Alabama much this year. No. Uh, Oregon, TCU Oregon plays State. Iowa State. No. LSU plays Texas A&M. Notre Dame, USC, that's huge. Mm-hmm. Tennessee, Vandy. Vandy <sighs> just beat Florida. Look, you scoff, but look what South Carolina just did to Tennessee. So. Yeah. Uh, the big question is, are they going to come out pissed off or are they going to come out like a beaten puppy? You know what yeah. I mean? So, on paper, you don't – see a lot of marquee matchups but again it's it is rivalry week so some of those big games that don't look like they're going to be close could iron bowl's always huge yeah I and mean, it's just like the years when michigan was really really down playing ohio state it's still the game like you, you never know remember I'm, i think it was i don't think it was brady hoax last year his second to last year same deal. Had no confidence Michigan was going to win that game, and they lost thirty-five to thirty-four because Michigan tried a two-point conversion with like thirty seconds left and didn't get it. So you never know. Um, looking ahead, next week's NFL schedule. Why do oh Thanksgiving? Duh. Bills Lions. I think that game's going to be closer than we think. I can see it. Bills have not looked great the last few weeks. I mean, they did kind of handle the Browns today. You could make an argument, though, with all the turmoil going on right now. With, you know, it's a snowstorm. It's not a hurricane or anything, but still travel. Apparently, they're going to try and go back to Buffalo, which I don't understand. You're already in the city you're going to be playing in. Why not, you know? Right, on a short week. Yeah. It'd be one thing if it was a Sunday game, but you're literally, you have to be back there in three days. Yeah. Like, the Bills' social media should just send a tweet to the Detroit Lions' social media. It's like, hey, can we just crash on the, crash on the couch for a few days? <laughs> yeah. So I mean, they, yeah, you got Michigan State nearby. You got 
Michigan nearby. Surely there's some practice facilities somewhere that they could utilize. Yeah. Um, Giants and the Cowboys should be a really good game. Yeah. Although, after what the Cowboys did to the Vikings today, hard to say. Right. Uh, and the Patriots, Vikings. Giants lost to the Lions, though. <clears throat> that, too. Uh, I mean, that game literally could decide the division, the Giants-Cowboys game. I think Philly might have something to say about that. No, yeah, I get what you mean. There is that, but yeah. Down the road. The winner know. is in, you know. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Within striking distance, whereas whoever loses that game now drops down to f- three games out. So, And then the Patriots-Vikings on uh, Thursday night. Sunday, Bucks browns Bengals-Titans, Texans-Dolphins, Bears-Jets. Yeah, there's some decent games there. Rams-Chiefs, which would have been a great game going into yeah. this year, but not so much now. Packers-Eagles, again, you would think that was going to be just awesome, but... Are we on... We're on Monday night, right? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, this is the game I was going to... I was thinking about going to before found out that we sucked. And I still considered going to it after I saw how bad the Colts were. But again, now these last couple of weeks, they've shown signs of life and probably going to lose that. Yeah. At this point, I mean, I can't, I, I don't even know how I can form the sentence. I'm just hoping for a good draft pick. Right. <laughs> you know, come Monday night, I will be rooting for them, but I'm no, at, I get you mean. at that point where a loss isn't the worst thing in the world. No. Is it frustrating? Yeah, because I'm not used to seeing it. Um, and, you know, at, as of right now, today, as of whatever, however long ago the game ended, yeah. it, it is now like the precipice, if that's the right word. Of the losing, first losing season of Mike Thomas. Oh, or yeah. Mike Tomlin. One more loss. No. Two more losses. Two more. Never mind. Just strike what I just said there. We can lose this game. Yeah. Then just went out and Tomlin gets his. Yeah. I'm an The streak continues. Yeah. So, yeah. We will. Uh, mm, you going to come over for that game or probably not? or The Monday Nighter? Yeah. No. You gonna come over before the Monday nighter? Uh, I don't know. We'll see. All right. Maybe Tuesday. Talk about everything. What, this Tuesday? Next Tuesday. Okay. Or we could do. Well, I don't know. We might. Uh, let me. No, never mind. Because if the game goes the way I think, think it's it'll gonna, gonna go, then I won't. You're gonna need I, a few I, days to. I probably just won't watch football Sunday. So. I really considered just not coming out, even though they won, just because, you know, pour one out for Blake. Blake. Corum. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's planned tentatively on Tuesday. Sure. That'll give you a couple days to heal. Uh, The playoff rankings come out, so we can talk about that. We'd have to do it Tuesday night then. What time do they usually come on? Like 8. Is it that late? I thought it was like 6. I don't know. We'll check. Whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, tentatively, we'll do that. Uh, All right, moving on. Wakanda Forever. 
the Black Panther sequel. I went and saw it. I want my three hours back. Is it that long? I believe the runtime is two forty-one. Jesus, something like that. Yeah, they got, they got to slow down on that in a big bad way. But I, I mean, I kind of get it. You want to spend a good half hour or so on, you know, act, grieving actual Black Panther, I guess. But and then you have to then start the next and story. And if it's but. an epic, if it's a like a an Avengers movie, or you know, I didn't complain at all about Endgame being three whatever, three hours long. Yeah. Uh, Far From Home, I think, pushed the three-hour threshold. It was about like 240, I think, yeah. But it was it was great. Like, it, there was something to hold you. Of. Wakanda Forever was fucking boring. It just, it was. Um, they, sure, they had a, you know, touching tribute, and but without getting too much into it and... There's definitely like a politically driven message there. Mm. Um, there's a uh, spoiler alerts. I was gonna say, do you just want to get into spoilers because I'm not planning on seeing it? Yeah, uh, the movie opens up and he's sick. He's mm. got some heart thing. Uh, Suri is like they're saying. They're saying he might not have much time. You need to come and say goodbye. She's like, no, I'm working on a cure, blah, blah, blah. And she's trying to get this. And she's it's like, it's a 29% chance of being successful. She's like, print it. And she's waiting. And she's getting ready to rush to try and save him. And before she can even get out of her lab, mom's there. And he's gone. Yeah. Um, so, of course, she's devastated. And then come to find out the U S government has found vibranium in the ocean mm-hmm. and they're like drilling for it. But their team that goes down there to confirm all of a sudden disappears. Mm-hmm. Um, then you find out that they, the U S government had a vibranium detector built okay. by a college student genius. Sure. Su- super genius college student who is a, a young African-American girl. So now they're like gonna try and get her while the Wakandans try and get her too because this underwater species comes out to Wakanda and basically says we know that somebody out there is doing this. We need to uh, eliminate them. So they're gonna go and try and save the girl. Well, the girl turns out has built a suit that she flies with and like People are trying to figure out who she is, whatever. Um, so the Wakandas try to save her, Suri and Okoye, i.e. Michonne from Walking Dead. They get captured by the Talokians, I believe they're called, Namor mm-hmm. and his people, which is like an ancient, like um, not Aztecs, but... Atlanteans? No, it's not Atlantis. You're thinking of fucking Aquaman. This is like a ancient. Is it? Me- it's an underwater society, correct? But they were like Aztec type who okay. found this vibranium plant, mm-hmm. took the stuff, it turned them into fish people, <laughs> more or less, and they were lived underwater because they were getting conquered by the French conquistadors. Oh, okay. 
<clears throat> so they took the special plant stuff and mutated the mother of Namor was pregnant. Stop you right there. Mm-hmm. So colonization is a big theme in this movie. I've gathered. There's that. Yeah. yeah it, there's almost an avatar esque feel to it in that they go down and they create the civilization of the ocean. Well, then when they kidnap Suri, mm-hmm. there's almost, you almost see a spark between Suri and Namor until it comes out that Namor's like, I'll fucking kill all of you if you don't give me this. Mm-hmm. They call it the, the scientist. Or the whatever the hell the college student is. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and the queen goes to Haiti to talk to the Black Panther's girlfriend. I can't remember what her name was. She was in the first one, but okay. she had been gone for the, the whole time that um Endgame and all that shit. Yeah. Because when Black Panther got snapped, mm-hmm. she disappeared. And didn't come back to Wakanda. She went to Haiti. Mm. And she didn't even come back for the funeral. And that's kind of a point of, you know. Contention. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but anyway, she comes back to help find Suri. She ends up going, breaking into Talakan, which is the city under the water. Mm. S- steals back Suri. Ends up killing one of the people, which that's going to incite the war. Mm-hmm. And at that point, Suri decides that she needs to try and replicate the heart-shaped flower or herb or whatever it was called that gave the power to the mm-hmm. Black Panther. Testing, testing, testing. Oh, it works. So she makes it. She becomes the Black Panther. And the whole ceremony is you go and talk to your ancestor mm-hmm. to get the power of the Black Panther. Well, she doesn't find an... Well, she finds an ancestor, but it's not... She was hoping... Queen gets murdered, by the way. Okay. By Namor. So she's dead now, too. Angela Bassett. Mm-hmm. Um, so Suri expects to go down there and meet either Ch- T'Challa, the king, I don't remember his yeah. name, or the queen mother, right? Michael B. Jordan, who is technically oh, wow. her, yeah, yeah. her half-brother. Right. And he's like, you know, are you going to be uh, what's noble or like, your, like T'Challa, or are you going to get stuff done like me? So she's almost like vengeance. She's going to yeah. kill, like, so she's the bad Black Panther. Hmm. So she becomes Black Panther. Um, the college student builds a suit to help fight in this war. Mm-hmm. And I had already figured it out as soon as I seen the original prototype suit, and any Marvel fan or whatever will figure it out as well. It's Ironheart. Hmm. Which Disney Plus has a series coming out that they've yeah so it's basically almost like a trailer for that right um, and the suit suit looks pretty badass looks just, just like the Ironheart suit I probably won't watch the show just whatever there's too much yeah so they have this big fight and the whole idea is we're gonna not fight him in Wakanda we're gonna fight him out on the ocean and then Siri is gonna get Namor and drag him to the desert because if he's not around water he loses his power he's fighting 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 she gets stuck in the gut with a spear and she's about to die and then she sees this image of her mother saying you know show him who you really are and she breaks the vibranium spear that's sticking out of her and hmm. kicks namor's ass and he yields so that ends the war and namor's like yeah we yield but now we have the wakandans and us they will protect us and eventually, when the rest of the world tries to attack Wakanda for the vibranium, they'll be on our side, and we'll all 
know, take over the services. Okay. But again, wasn't horrible. Don't get me wrong. I loved the first Black Panther movie. Thought it was really good. Well done. This is just it was long, drug out, um, very boring in some some parts of it. Not a great deal of action. And uh, just again, kind of nonsensical. I don't. I have nothing to back this up, but I get the sense that with this movie, it had the same core issue that Thor: Love and Thunder had, which is let's get an amazing director to direct our Marvel movie. Okay, they did it. It's amazing. Now let's get him to direct another Marvel movie. And said director's like, I don't really want to do another Marvel movie. Because I haven't seen Thor and Love and Thunder, but that's kind of the sense I got from it was that it didn't feel like. Um, it, I mean, it definitely was nowhere near Ragnarok. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that I get the sense that Ta- Takiti, whatever his name is. Takawatiti. Yeah, that's it. I don't get the sense that he didn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. I almost get the sense that he wanted to make it too weird funny sure because he had so many little comedic moments in love and or in, in Ragnarok mm-hmm. mixed with awesome action that made it stand out whereas Love and Thunder seemed like they were forcing the comedy mm-hmm. on you sure. so I don't know if that's Wakiti or, or or Disney or whatever there wasn't in my opinion there wasn't like anything any driving message in Love and Thunder okay um, but this one, yeah, it definitely seemed like there was a bit of an agenda. Um, and again, I don't want to, you know, come across as racist or anti-women or whatever, but I just didn't, you know, I didn't enjoy it. Right. Um, you know, I, I won't say anything bad against the whole women thing. Cause I am one of the few people who actually enjoyed Captain Marvel. Yeah. For not bad. I mean, yeah. it got shit on way more than it should have. Yeah. But- it just like I said, it was. Uh, I'll give you an example. I have something. twice. You what? No, go ahead. Twice in the movie, there is a statement made about. Like at one point, it's the queen, and then there was, I can't remember the guy's name, but he says as well. They refer to Wakanda as the most powerful nation in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and like the queen's like, I'm the most powerful woman in the most powerful nation in the whole world. Almost like an underlying like rally cry, if you know what I'm saying, like to to either women or the black people in general. Mm. Maybe I'm wrong. Again, I don't want to come across as race. Okay. It just seems like they were trying to hammer that point home. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's... in the story context of that, I mean, Wakanda is like the most technologically advanced. So I mean, yeah, okay. but again, I didn't watch the scene, so I c- I could see how it could be taken that way. Sure. Um, all right. Well, glad I didn't watch it. But they say that. Yet, for the most part, they get their ass kicked by a bunch of sea people. Goddamn semen everywhere. Yeah, they they literally do. They get their ass kicked by a bunch of sea people. Okay. Right. Um, uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus is in it, mm-hmm. further setting up the Thunderbolts coming up down the road. You didn't watch. Um, she had a big, pretty big part kind of in the 
shadows of um, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Oh, okay. So that that whole Thunderbolts thing is coming up with like Red Hulk, um, the fake Captain America. Oh, agent. What? Sure. What? Something. They, I don't. They call him something agent. I don't remember what it is, but it, it's setting that up. Hmm. So, again, wait. Like, see it, but like, see it to where if you need to take a break, you can take a break. Hmm. This is I, you. You won't see it, but no. like, see it at home. Like. Don't go to the theater. All right. Not only that, they didn't turn the lights out in the theater. What? You know, yeah. Like, you know how when you first walk in? I Yeah. It wasn't that bright. Okay. But then when they show the previews, like they bring them down. Mm-hmm. And then when the features get ready to start, they go black. Okay. They left preview lights on. Hmm. And on top of that, too, I don't know if the person, the couple next to me, if if one of them was deaf or or what but every time there was a caption on the mm-hmm. screen and there was a lot of captions because they speak uh, um, Talokian or whatever the right. fuck um he the guy was like narrating it to the to the chick like telling her what it said maybe very well, I was going to say vision, vision, vision issues but vision, visually impaired or something yeah and there was a um I believe it was a one woman mm-hmm. with like I don't know twenty two fucking kids. <laughs> what, wasn't that many, but felt like it. Right. And she bought like bags of popcorn, mm-hmm. and literally as it's getting passed from kid to kid to kid, all you hear the entire time while the movie is going on. <laughs> <laughs> As it goes from kid to kid, oh. putting their hand in the bag. Like 12 like, times? Yeah, yeah. like, fucking come on. And I almost said something, but the only reason I didn't, there's been many jokes by many comedians about, you know, seeing a uh, racially driven movie in a movie theater. How many stereotypes are there about black people? Oh, yeah, 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 So, yeah, yeah. look. I get it. Um. Now nah, we'll get to my review. I guess we can talk about it later if you want to. Um. I also have a movie I reviewed or would like to review. Um. Here's the thing, though. I can't say anything about it. Uh. Have you? I guess it's getting a lot of traction on social media. Have you heard of anything about the movie Barbarian? It's a horror movie. No. Okay. Uh. I think it just dropped on HBO Max. Don't look anything up. I'm not. Okay. Um. It just dropped on HBO Max, I think, last week. I'm not a huge fan of horror movies. I fucking loved this one. And the, I'm, the reason I'm not going to say anything about it is it's a horror movie. I watched a review, or I started to watch a review of it, and then um, in the review they said that they went into this movie not watching a trailer and didn't know anything about it. And they said, that's the best way to watch it. And having seen it, I completely agree because it's one of those movies where, Oh, you think it's going to be this? And then, Oh no, it's this. And then wait, what the fuck? What are we doing now? Oh, this is tying back into this. And we talk about like movies that, uh, I I saw it. Um, (laughs) You were talking earlier about like how how it had a message, and I'm assuming it was a little heavy handed. 
which I, yeah. I hate that big time. I mean, you can have a message in your movie, just don't beat me over the fucking head with it. Yeah. Um, this movie does have a message, and but it's so subtle. I bet a lot of people aren't going to get it. I'm listening. Yeah. So, um, highly recommend it. The setup is: a woman goes to an Airbnb. The keys in the lock are gone. And the guy answers the, the door and says, well, I got this through whatever app. And then it's the dilemma of like, well, do I leave? Do I not leave? That's basically all I'm going to say. Oh, this too. You remember that movie Miss March? That really crappy comedy where the guy's getting ready to have sex with his hot girlfriend, loses virginity on prom night, and then he falls down the stairs, hits his head, wakes up four years later, and she's a centerfold and playboy and he goes to like a road trip movie to go across the country to like confront her or whatever i can't remember if i've seen it I, i'm pretty sure you've seen it okay well it must have sucked yeah it's it does <laughs> yeah it does it wasn't great then and it's just not very good mm. but one of the guys from that movie oh actually the protagonist he directed this movie and i wouldn't have guessed that because it's not a comedy at all Although Justin Long's in it, and he he actually is kind of funny. He has some funny lines just by being a dumbass, but um, cannot recommend that movie enough. If you like horror movies, you have HBO Max. Check it out. Like I said, don't don't look anything up about it. Trust me. Okay, I have excellent taste. You can trust me. Watch it. That's interesting. As I'm perusing Twitter, Ryan Reynolds posted a little. I don't know. Teaser for The Walking Dead tonight, which tonight is the finale. I am. I watched like the first three or four episodes of this. I know. No clue. (laughs) I've watched the first three or four episodes of this final part of the final season, Um, but I wanted to wait. So I got to remind myself to fucking stay off Twitter. I think I know what's going to happen, but I'm not 100% sure. Because I still, like I said, I'm like four episodes behind. Um, but that's interesting that, of all people, Ryan Reynolds tweeted that. Anyway. <clears throat> Anything else? Speaking of Twitter, have you followed any of what's going on with it? Yeah, and I'm, I'm more. Where you... It's burning to the ground, yeah. But it's really not. It's just the... People are saying that, yeah. Yeah, the the... the Certain members of the media, the media, and of course all the far lefties. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Elon put out a poll. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just reinstate Trump, yes or no? Twenty-four mm-hmm. hour poll. Almost sixteen million people voted in it, and yes, won fifty-two to forty-eight percent. Mm-hmm. So Elon Musk reinstated him, and the meltdowns have been epic mm-hmm. and he hasn't said a word. Yeah. Trump. Right. That's why like these fucking, uh, there's memes coming up all over and that, that one's one of my favorites. It's, it's a family guy with a, uh, <clears throat> what's her name? Lois. Lois it says Donald Trump and she's looking like a bit strung out and she's looking over at a, prescription bottle like she's obviously addicted to it and it's his reinstated twitter account she's like being tempted and that's 
kind of how I can imagine old Donnie. Well, his son <laughs> tweeted that out or retweeted that. That's funny. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. Allegedly, is that his actual yeah, that son, is, or that did is, he, or did is, he pay for the blue check mark? No, that's Don. That's Don okay. Junior. Yeah. Anyway, all right. That's all I got. So, what time is it? It is seven twenty-five. Ah, oh, fuck! I'm not gonna make it. Anyway. So, all right. Well, yep. That'll wrap it up. We'll be back some point next week. Talk about all this that's going on. Oh, favorite Thanksgiving side. Right now, or well, well yeah, might as well real quick. Side, I mean, I got to go with the old staple. There's several staples for Thanksgiving. What, like mashed potatoes, man? As a side, mashed potatoes and gravy. That's I'm, mashed potatoes and gravy are the most overrated side on the planet. I'm overrated and old fashioned. I like well, green bean casserole. That's mine. It's good, but I, it's not my favorite. Like I can do without it. I can't have Thanksgiving without mashed potatoes. So that I was going to say the opposite. If like if if I had to get well, no, because that's there's sides that I don't eat. But if someone said, "Oh yeah, I forgot the mashed potatoes and gravy." I wouldn't have cared at all. Creamy and casserole, I'd be kind of upset. Yeah, see, no, not me. Right. I could completely. I could literally just eat turkey and mashed potatoes and gravy. They're just mashed potatoes, though. So what? Like, the, 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 Hard to beat, man. Right. You get you get you a nice big chunk of turkey on there, and you just <laughs> whip it through the old mashed potatoes and gravy. Mm. Can't beat it. Anyway, I'm a traditionalist. What can I say? Mm. So, all right, that'll wrap it up. Like I said, we'll be back sometime next week to uh, talk college football and NFL and how bad the Steelers looked against the Colts and uh, how bad Michigan got their ass kicked from Ohio State. So, yeah. yeah. All right, folks. Thanks. As always, I am Dees. He is Dylan. Bye-bye. See ya.